Today's hot sheet, I'm discussing the ICE Mortgage Monitor Report from Black Knight, mortgage application data just released this morning, and household debt. Today is BAM Pro Bowl Day, which will be live 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern. It's also Wednesday, February 7, 2024. I'm Byron Lazine, and today's hot sheet starts now. Here we go. Let me know in the live chat where you are tuning in live from and where you'll be tuning in live from for the BAM Pro Bowl. The BAM Pro Bowl is today from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm actually nervous about this, more nervous than the in-person events that we did last year, more nervous than we've got four major in-person events coming the second half of this year, more nervous than all of that because this one's over the internet, it's virtual. We've done a lot of you know, breakdown analysis to make sure that this thing goes very smoothly. Uh, over 5,500 and plus have signed up. That'll break 6,000 before we go live. A lot of really smart agents from all over the US and Canada have signed up for this. I'm really excited about the speakers and just about the way the BAM team is rolling this thing out. This You've never seen a virtual event like this with Super Bowl-like commercials, with a halftime show, with a post-game analysis. I will be, of course, doing the post-game analysis with a panel. Eric, the broke agent, actually agents uh, Luca, Chris Benjamin will be on the panel on the post-game analysis. Maybe we'll bring up, maybe we'll bring in a couple uh, folks from their studio on the post-game analysis. I'm not afraid, by the way, if you know me from the hot sheet, I'm, I won't be afraid in the post-game, even though we're producing it, to say what I like and what I don't like. That is right, Lori. Pro Bowl Day is here at the BAM Pro Bowl. Uh, wait, I mean, before the event even starts, when you see the national anthem for the BAM Pro Bowl, you are going to know that you are experiencing something different for real estate virtual events. Anyone who puts on a real estate virtual event from this day forward is going to have to raise the bar after they see the BAM Pro Bowl. Uh, your sub for the Puppy Bowl? What is that? What's the Puppy Bowl? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Little dogs? We should have some little dogs running around. We've got everything else. Um, Eric has a dog. Maybe we could put, uh, but it's not a little puppy. It's a big old... Um, I was going to say a big old dum dum dog, but it's probably a very smart dog. Just always has that like, I'm looking not very intelligent face on. Anyways, BAM Pro Bowl, if you haven't signed up yet, Eric's going to hate me for that comment. Uh, BAM Pro Bowl today, 12 to 3. If you need a reminder why to be there, Sirhan, Dingra, Childers, Pantana, Gary Gold, Danielle Garofalo and Gary Gold, they're doing a segment on how to raise your price point. There's a couple of ways to make more money in our business. It's charge a higher commission, negotiate and negotiate Mr. Michael Ketchmark, a higher fee or go ahead and raise that price point. They're going to be talking about that. I'm real excited about that. Marie Lee, Jimmy Mackin. Uh, I'll be involved. Of course, actually agents will be involved and the broke agent. And uh, so if you haven't signed up for that links down below, bam, pro bowl day, 12 to 3 PM Eastern, but as always, we've got a lot to cover here on the hot sheets. The only 24-hour look back on the housing market that exists in the world, really, on the internet. And we'll get right into uh, what we've got here on this 24-hour look back. We've got a lot of mortgage and financial information today. ICE Mortgage Monitor was just released by Black Source. Affordability has improved 
along with the rates in recent months. So we've seen that in recent months, of course, as we monitor it here daily on the hot sheet, we look at the last couple of days and we're like, oh, we hit the seven handle yesterday. We we did bounce back below the seven handle. Uh, I'm sorry, yesterday we bounced back below the day before we hit the seven uh, mark. It was the first time since the beginning of December that we hit that. So we're seeing a little volatility, a little bump in the road here on the rates. Uh, but yes, in recent months, especially since October, we've seen a trending downward as we still go um, you know, the high from October today, we're still a full uh, percentage point below where we were in the 30 year fix from there. So affordability has improved, uh, not because of prices, but because of that rate coming down with the share of income required to purchase the median home falling by five percentage points. The national inventory deficit has improved for the second consecutive month. May not be the case in your particular market. Nationally, Inventory has improved for seven consecutive months. We've seen signs week over week in January that inventory is improving. But if you're in the Northeast, where I'm sitting right here in the state of Connecticut, I'm in my Connecticut studio today. Uh, I was looking yesterday, year over year numbers on homes for sale, over 1,100 less homes on the market statewide in this particular state than a year ago. And a year ago, it was an all-time low. So just setting record after record on lower levels of inventory. But that's not the case for them majority of the country may not be the case for where you are okay and i do hear areas uh in the you know certain particular areas on the eastern seaboard when you get in into north florida east coast of florida you start going up um where inventory is rising let me know in your market what's going on in your market inventory is it following this national trend of seven consecutive months inventory improving or is it following the trend like the Northeast, where you're seeing this deficit continue to crater and impact the flow in your market and impact the availability of deals and the availability of options for somebody who would be a home seller to go out and place that home on the market because they just don't see the inventory? Uh, the ICE Home Price Index for December reported an annual growth of 5.6%, uh, up from 5.1% annual. So that's right in line. So now we've got. Yesterday, we did CoreLogic. Week before, we did Case-Shiller. Now we see Ice Home Price Index. They're all on the same number here, basically. You got 5.6% annual growth home price appreciation year over year as we look December to December. So we're pretty much locked in just under 6% nationally on home price growth. Case-Shiller, of course, will wait another 30 days uh, for them to figure it out. Uh, but this is suggested an accelerating housing market. Uh, we have seen you know, flattening here in the winter. And we expect in the spring, those home prices to uh, continue to go up uh, as we move forward in the spring, unless we get some type of inventory savior here. Okay. Uh, more on the, uh, on the rate here on the uh, monitor from black Knight. total active foreclosures uh, approached a two year low in December. Okay. So you're starting to hear some, um, you know, you see, you see here the delinquency rate is up, but foreclosure starts. Okay. Just because we're in delinquency, uh, if there's somebody that's in delinquency, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go into foreclosure. Okay. So, uh, black Knight recording the total active foreclosures approach a two year low in December, 25% below pre pandemic levels. So pre pandemic levels for foreclosures. 2019 was just basically a healthy level. There is a level of um, foreclosures that are considered healthy. 
Okay, if you if you take the Jack Welch approach to your company, th there is a, you know, he always thought, you know, getting rid of the bottom 10% performers in a company was healthy. You scrape out those non-performers and you leave more room to add potentially new good performers or, or to grow the company faster because you're not being held back. You know, getting uh, inventory from foreclosures has been healthy and it's also helped people restart their lives in the past. So we're 25% below the pre-pandemic levels. Delin delinquency rate, though, December sun, uh, month end increased delinquencies as last day payments posted the following month, serious delinquencies remain 19% though below the previous level. So that's 90 days past due. So people going to delinquency up 19 points, um, but we're 19% below the previous level on serious delinquency. And so that tells me that as they, as they become delinquent, they're like, well, there's no inventory or there's low inventory and I got tons of equity. Maybe I'll go to the market or I'll figure out another solution here to get myself out of delinquency. It's what we've seen um you know throughout the last couple of years it's all it's also what we've seen um with, with the uh it, it, the, the name's escaping me somebody will put it in the comments here um uh, the, the numbers are really low where we've had the mortgage forbearance the forbearance okay so it's what we've seen with the forbearance too it's like basically nobody's left in forbearance and why would you be if you if you didn't have the money um, to go and pay, you just go and sell the house in this market. Okay. Foreclosure starts down 17.9% prepayment activity, prepayment activity rose as interest rates improved, but remains under seasonal and affordable pressures. Um, it's almost down 5% from last year, but up 4.9, uh, currently right now. Okay. Here's your national, uh, delinquency rate of first lien mortgages. And uh, you see here the delinquency rate below the 2000 to 2005 average of 4.83%. We're at a 3.5%. Record low is three. So we're, we're damn near record low. We touched that uh, at some point here in the beginning of 2023. We didn't even, we didn't even hit that low in 2021, that all-time low. We're basically just above the end of, what, uh, 2022 levels when, when rates started going up. Uh, obviously you had delinquencies there during, during COVID spike and then came right back down. Um, but well below the, 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 the average of 4.83 sitting here at 3.5, one month change in first lien delinquency. So, um, these are, you know, what's going up here Sunday month end, uh, plus 5.6% there. And, uh, so that's the first month, but the first month delinquency, you still have, an opportunity there to get that under control with how much equity homeowners have delinquency rate, first lien mortgages by uh, which type of product. Okay. So you see FHA there is the highest amongst uh, VA coming in second, um, then portfolio, then G GSE. Okay. Uh, here's delinquency rate of mortgages originated six months ago. This is interesting because you've got, I mean, you're only six months into your mortgage. Jeez. Um, but you, you know, this is this is where we got to keep an eye on Th those buyers in the last eighteen months with the higher rate, and we're going to get into you know some household debt might have you know the tightest debt to loan income ratio since you know going back to the great financial crisis. These recent buyers, not the majority of mortgage holders, but the recent buyers, of course, um, you've got conventional really along the the lines of what what we've seen on an average in the last 15 years um 
FHA at about 6%, and then VA's, what, uh, about 3%. All of those levels are lower than 2000, 2001, 2002, two, you know, kind of in line with 2003 there, but lower than 04, 05, 06, 07, even lower than 08 as things were coming down. They are above, um, you know, any time we've seen from 2010 to call it, 2019 we are slightly above all of well, slightly above 19 but well above 2010 to 2014 uh, 2016 even so th the delinquency rate of mortgages originated six months ago is uh is higher than we've seen but it's also been higher since even pre-pandemic 2018 so something to keep an eye on there um not something i'm freaked out about yet uh look at this this one is for all the folks out there who believe that we're going into another 2008. Look at the credit score mortgage originations in 2023. The credit score, the percent of 660 or less on the credit score in 2023 is the lowest in 20 years. Okay, so you need a better mortgage score now than you ever have in the last 20 years to obtain a mortgage. This is this is one of those reasons why it's not going to be residential mortgage that puts us into any type of real estate crisis or banking crisis. If one were to happen, that we'll leave that to the commercial sector in the last 20 years. 2023 was the lowest on record for the number of under 660 credit score mortgages originated, okay? We're talking about less than 500,000 mortgages originated for 660 or under credit scores. While in 2003, 4, 5, 6, we had over 3,500. In fact, in 2005, we had over 4,000. 2007, we had over 2,500. 2008, we were still doing it. We had over 1,300 under 660 credit scores originally. 2009, we were still doing it. Um, and I'm sorry, when I say uh, 35, I mean 3.5 million, not 3,500, I'm reading that wrong. 3.5 million um, and, and under 4,500 4, or under uh, half a million now. So not even close to um, how many low credit score mortgage originations now in comparison to um, into past years there. Okay. So all that data is going to be available for you, BAMX, inside of BAMX uh, to grab at your will. Of course, the show notes breaks it down. The average monthly holder right now has $299,000 in equity. That's why it's going to be hard to imagine that even when folks go into delinquency, those short-term delinquencies, 30 days, 60 days, that they don't find a way out of it holding the average mortgage holder holding $300,000 in equity. 193,000 of which is tappable and could be withdrawn while still maintaining a 20% equity stake. Th that is just this show notes today, by the way, for BAMX members is filled with little nuggets like that, that you can use in your email newsletter, in your communication to your database, uh, in your text blast, whatever. There's so much, there's probably a month full of content just in today's show notes, a month full of database uh, content. Make sure you dig into these show notes here today. I don't even have time to go through it all 
with the BAM Pro Bowl coming up at 12 p.m. Eastern. Mortgage applications, uh, mortgage demand is facing challenges right now as interest rates experience this upswing here in the past week. Homebuyers in particular are exhibiting caution. Uh, this is leading to a decrease in mortgage application volume for home purchases. So we've now seen a decrease um, for two weeks in a row after eight weeks of increasing. We were looking for demand to continue to increase here as we lead into the early portion of the spring market not happening. So despite um, recent declines uh, prior to this week, total mortgage application um, actually is up. I'm sorry. Total mortgage application did rise 3.7. So I'm sorry. We broke the the one-week streak. I misspoke there. We broke the one-week streak um, from last week when we went down, and we are now up 3.7% from one week earlier, according to Mortgage Banker Association. Um, the 3.7 is a seasonally adjusted basis from one week earlier, okay? On an unadjusted basis, uh, the index increased 8%. So this is a good sign. Eight weeks of increase. Last week, we had the decrease. That was a yellow caution flag. We're now back going up the right direction. The refinance index increased 12% from the previous week. It was 1% higher than the same week a year ago. The seasonally adjusted purchase index did decrease. This is the decrease that I'm that I was referring to. So because I don't really care about refis. If, you know, if, if we're up 3.7% on total applications, but it's being driven by refis, it doesn't, that doesn't give me new mortgage demand. Okay, so here's the number that I actually care about. Now, this number is down two weeks in a row. Okay, the seasonally adjusted purchase index decreased 1% from a week earlier. So now two weeks in a row, the purchase index is down. I and mean, we're down 1%, so we're essentially flat. Uh, that's the number that tells me how much demand is coming into the spring market. Is demand increasing or is it lowering? In the last two weeks, it is lowering. Okay, It's also 19% lower than the same week a year ago when we also had a drop off year over year from that point. Okay, So something else to watch here as we get into the spring market that we're seeing now a couple of weeks of purchase demand lowering. I did not misspeak. Um, the, the overall headline number kind of threw me off there for a second, but purchase demand is lower now for the last two weeks. Okay. Uh, something to, to definitely, uh, take a look at the CNBC headline from mortgage banker association, uh, is flattening home, but that, that, that's a better way to put it. 1% down is flattening as these uh, interest rates are rising, okay? Uh, we'll see if we can get the, obviously, 30-year fix to start too lower. We need some, um, you know, some some data shifts to kind of support that. Uh, we'll take a look, obviously, at the 10-year and the 30-year before we sign off here today. Let's get into some overall household debt. Uh, this will impact probably demand as much as anything. Household debt reaches a... And this is this data is coming from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Household debt reaches 17.5 trillion in the fourth quarter as delinquency rates are rising. To total household debt rose by 212 billion dollars to reach um, 17.5 trillion in the fourth quarter of 23. It's a quarterly report on household debt and credit. Uh, credit card balances increased by 50 billion dollars. To 1.13 trillion over the quarter, while mortgage balances rose by 112 billion to 12.25 trillion. Auto loan balances rose by 12 billion to 1.61 trillion, continuing an upward trajectory seen since 2011. Delinquency transition rates 
increase for all debt types except for student loans. Okay, student loans, you're not seeing a um, delinquency. Here's the uh, percent of balance, 90 play days or plus delinquent. Okay, the green is uh, auto loan. That's 4.2%. That's relatively in line with kind of where they always are. The high was the beginning of COVID there at 5%. You had 5% in 2010. Um, we've seen as low as 2.2% 20 years ago. We haven't really ever seen that level come back. Um, you know, even in even 10 years ago, we're kind of just sitting around the threes on auto loan. Anyways, auto loan sitting at 4.2%, a little bit higher than we've seen in the last couple of years, but really very much in line with what we typically see for auto loans. Okay, this red line, this is the student loan. So student loan was at 11% in, you know, beginning of 2020. Um, then it just kind of fell off a cliff when COVID hit because people weren't paying their student loans, basically. Um, right now we're sitting at 0.6% um, days delinquent. I think that has more to do with the opportunities that, student loan borrowers have to basically continue to punt um, that debt. And then there's been some of that debt erased. So your student loans is a wacky thing. But if you look at the bottom two, it's home like equity line of credit is 0.6% and mortgage is 0.6%. This is all time low stuff for the last 20 years. So 90 day plus delinquent for mortgage and for home equity, you know, HELOCs are in a really good spot. Um, where are the red flags? The red flags are credit card, 9.7%. Um, nowhere near as high as where they were in, in 2010 at 13.7%, but on an upward swing and something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and then other debt at 7.9%. That's relatively in line with where they've been the last uh, 10 years, you know, coming out of the great financial crisis, okay? Um, here's total debt. Total debt's always going to go up. Uh, you know, I, I gave the stat yesterday, I think, or Monday, rather, when we did the 60 Minutes Jerome Powell, I gave the stat that in 30 years, every household is, um, we're going to be, every household will have a million dollars of debt, not personally, but that's what the U.S. debt would be. It, it would be equal to a million per household. So debt's continuing to go up. There's no surprise there. Um, Non-housing debt uh, student loan makes up a huge chunk there, $5 trillion. Credit card debt is credit card debt is lower than student loan debt. That, that's interesting. Uh, credit card debt at uh, $2.5 uh, trillion, and then uh, auto loan debt is uh, up over $1, $1.5 trillion there. There's some other interesting data here on on this debt report, uh, let me get into it here. And the link here, you, I mean, I know we pulled out some of the charts on this for uh, all of BAMX members, but uh, there's some really interesting data when you click the entire study. Uh, we made it easy for BAMX members to go ahead and grab that entire report. Look at mortgage makes up the, the majority of the debt here in this country. Uh, it's the only country that does the 30-year fixed, great for savings, obviously, for those who can qualify. Number of accounts by loan, okay? Number of accounts by loan type, okay? There's just a gazillion credit card accounts out there, 600 million of them. Auto loans under 300 million. Mortgage loans, harder to get 
in line with where we've been the last 20 years, just over 200 million uh, mortgage loans, okay? Number of new and closed account inquiries. This one's interesting. Number of inquiries has been dropping since 2015. So less and less people are inquiring about new uh, you know, debt accounts. And then uh, the number of accounts closed within the last 12 months is starting to increase right now. People closing out that debt and number of accounts opened is going down as well after recently rising in comparison to 10 years before. Mortgage originations by credit score. This is another big one just for those that think there's a great financial crisis coming. Look at the 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7 era of mortgage originations by credit score. You, you have um, those gray and dark gray and blue, the dark blue and the yellow making up such a significant portion of mortgage originations. Those are the lower credit scores, okay? And then here today, those numbers are just dramatically below. Those are today in comparison to 2003 on originations that are under 760, it's like three or four X lower than where we were in 2003. So if you have low credit, it is much harder to get a loan. It's one of the biggest cases right now for we're not go Okay, household debt's going up. Overall debt's going up. Don, this chart is so powerful because when everybody says there's going to be another great financial crisis and they say, hey, household debt's going up, sure, but if you have too much debt, you're not getting one of these mortgage loans right now. You're going to be renting and racking up debt. It's just the reality of where we're at. Credit score at origination. Look at this one. At the origination of the mortgage right now, the credit score is well up over 750, the 50th uh, percentile where, um, you know, in 2003, you had it below 750. You look at this. Look at the change on just this chart on how much of a higher credit score you need today in comparison to three, four, five, six, and 2007. It's dramatically different. Auto loans don't, don't care that much uh, about those. Those, those are uh, still very easy to get. All right. What's not easy to get is this 10 year fixed down under four. It's been very sticky lately. Uh, we're up at, at, uh, oh, here we go. Wall street journal. Come on. Sorry about that. I'll get that back up, but it's just about 4.1. Uh, over 4.1 today here as we sit. I'll go to CNBC since Wall Street Journal sometimes doesn't want to cooperate. And look at that. Actually, CNBC's got a more updated figure for us. 4.80, 4.081 rather. 4.8 would not be good. Uh, 4.081, so 10-year coming down right now. Let's see what the markets are doing. Um, Dow's up, S&P's up, NASDAQ's up here as we're just on uh, three minutes away from 10 a.m. Eastern. So about a half hour into the markets today, 30 year fixed did drop below the seven handle yesterday at 6.96 after hitting 7.04 the day before and 6.92 on Friday. Love to get this thing back trending down towards six, five. We need some help on the 10 year to do that. If you need help in your business, there's only one place to be today. That's Noon Eastern at the BAM Pro Bowl. Hit the link down below. It's a free seat. We're going uh, live event from 12 to 3. Love for you to tag at now BAM on Instagram. Um, if you're doing a watch party, I know so many of the offices are doing watch parties. That's going to be really fun. I'll be doing the post-game analysis. 
if you're not, I always, you know, mention obviously to get the most out of BAM, you want to be a BAMX member. If you're not a BAMX member, just wait till today's Pro Bowl. We're doing a big uh, discount for all uh, Pro Bowl attendees, which will be good for 24 hours. So use the BAM Pro Bowl code to sign up for your annual on the uh, on BAMX so you can get access to the hot sheet show notes and the hot sheet downloads, our courses, live streams, and of course our community. Okay. BAM Pro Bowl today, 12 p.m. Eastern. Can't wait to see you guys all there. Till then, have a great day and toodaloo.